0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In-depth, how Beijing's healthcare system battled COVID as cases peaked. Published in Caixin Global, January 12th, 2023. Written by Jiang Woting, Cui Xiaotian, and Wang Xintong. Read for you by Sarah Kutulakos. Outside the intensive care unit of Beijing Chaoyang Hospital, a phone call was made to the daughter of a critically ill patient on the evening of December 21st. Dad, hang in there, the daughter sobbed, hoping her father lying in an ICU bed could hear. You can't sleep. A third party, a family relative, was on site facilitating the call. He's responding. He's weeping, the relative informed the daughter. You need to take care of yourself emotionally, the relative added in a seemingly calm tone, although shortly afterward he would drop to his knees to urge a doctor who had just emerged from the ICU to save the father. Such scenes of desperation were not uncommon in Beijing's hospitals over the past few weeks, as the city of 22 million experienced an unprecedented COVID wave, with severe cases soaring to a peak after the central government's sudden zero COVID policy reversal early last month. What's more common were the solemn and weary people who waited outside resuscitation rooms, ready to pounce on medical staff for help or the doctor's updates for a good or bad verdict on their sick family members. The capital was the first major city in China to see the peak of severe infections, the sheer number of which squeezed medical resources for all patients, overwhelmed emergency departments and ICUs, and created long lines outside funeral homes and crematoriums, according to interviews and field notes by Taishin reporters. The abrupt policy change left the city's healthcare providers ill-prepared for the tidal wave of cases. This is a major epidemic, and it's sure to create this kind of impact. If there had been early preparation, the damage might have been smaller, an infectious disease doctor at a top hospital in Beijing told Caixin. I'm now filled with disappointment. While things are now looking up, with officials saying the worst of the city's outbreak is over, the recent chaos in Beijing, which has some of the country's top medical resources, mirrors what is very likely to happen in other cities when they reach their peak of serious infections and deaths. Since this COVID wave is nationwide, cities across China will follow in the footsteps of the capital in facing its peak sooner or later. End of infection peak. On Wednesday, Beijing's municipal party officials said at a meeting that the number of new infections in the city is now relatively low, the official newspaper Beijing Daily reported. Before that, officials had announced that Beijing was past its infection peak. Some hospitals reported that there was less pressure than before. Peking University People's Hospital said in an article Wednesday that it has seen a steady drop in emergency visits. And in the week ending January 5th, the number of emergency and critical care patients admitted to the emergency department of Beijing Hospital of Traditional Chinese Medicine fell significantly, according to the Beijing Daily. Similarly, the number of serious patients admitted to Peking University Third Hospital has been declining since the beginning of the year. Sun Yongchang, director of the hospital's Respiratory and Critical Care Medicine Department, told Official Workers Daily on Monday. Although ICUs are still operating at high capacity, they are not as strained as they were at the beginning of the emergency, Sun was quoted as saying. The doctor said his department has survived the most difficult period, which lasted more than 10 days. Overwhelmed emergency and critical care facilities. But the present calm is a stark contrast to the situation just two weeks ago. Mao Daqing, founder of co-working space provider Yu commune, wrote in an article published on December 21st of his account accompanying a sickened senior who would eventually succumb to illness. I experienced firsthand the chaos and overcrowding of the entire medical process, from emergency rescue and transfer to ICU admission and the final cremation of the remains, all occurring in a state of great urgency. Mao is not alone in his encounter. When an ambulance carrying the Feng and her sick mother arrived at Chaoyang Hospital's emergency department on December 21st, The unit was so crowded that many elderly patients had to be relegated to camp stretchers or wheelchairs to receive intravenous drips for a lack of beds. After briefly checking the patient's blood oxygen level, a nurse told Leo her mother's condition was not critical and that she would have to wait three or four hours to see a doctor. But she's over 80 years old, Leo said, while her mother, who suffers from chest pains, was moaning in discomfort. Those in their 90s are still waiting, too, the nurse said. Elsewhere in Beijing, emergency rooms were packed. On a visit by Caixin on December 21st to Beijing Puren Hospital, all 14 ICU beds in the emergency department were occupied, while the department's lobby, covering an area of about 100 square meters, was filled with camp stretchers. An elderly patient in her 80s was rushed to the department with her blood oxygen level down to 65, well below the normal average of 95 to 100, indicating that she was at risk of death. However, the hospital was unable to provide her with a bed, a camp stretcher, or even monitoring equipment. Where am I going to get a monitor? Where can I borrow one? A nurse said to someone on the line, possibly a colleague, with veiled anxiety in her tone. At the China-Japan Friendship Hospital in the city's most populous Chaoyang District, a Taishin reporter overheard a doctor tell a patient's relative, who was seeking an empty bed, about the grim condition at the hospital, saying, don't even think about it. The lack of medical resources was not lost on the Beijing government. On December twenty-third, the Beijing Municipal Health Commission and Beijing Municipal Medical Insurance Bureau jointly issued a notice requiring all local general hospitals to ramp up construction of ICUs and prepare sufficient beds and wards for seriously ill patients. Delayed cremations. We were actually mentally prepared, Li Ming said on December 21st after his father-in-law, an 86-year-old diabetes sufferer, died after contracting COVID. The elderly man was in poor health and even a cold may kill him. What Li was not prepared for, however, was that he was unable to see his father-in-law even hours after his death. Li told Saishin the mortuary of the hospital that admitted the elder was full, making it difficult to transport the body out of the ward. It was also challenging to quickly send him to a funeral home for cremation, as all four funeral homes Li contacted were full and could only handle a new body as early as January 2nd. During a visit to the Ba Baoshan Funeral Parlor in the city's west on December 21st, Cai Xin learned that the funeral home had canceled its offline booking of burial services, leaving only inadequately manned phone services available to those who wanted to cremate their loved ones there. Most had to wait more than half an hour for their calls to be answered. A staff member at this funeral home told relatives that they had reached their limit, cremating about 600 bodies a day, Four times as many as usual. Similarly, the Tongzhou Funeral Home in Beijing's eastern suburbs was stretched beyond capacity, cremating some 150 bodies on December 20th, compared with an average of 40 in the past, local authorities told media. The funeral home was facing a staffing crunch because some workers were struck down by the virus, the authorities said. The sudden uptick in cremations is a grim indicator of the severity of the outbreak and its human toll. But officially, these numbers may not be reflected, as the country last month adopted a very narrow set of parameters in assigning COVID as the cause of death. A source in the funeral service industry told Saishin that it was common for people to wait four or five days to book cremation services for their deceased family members. On a gloomy December 21st evening, tsai Xin visited the Dongjiao Funeral Parlor and saw 30 vehicles carrying the remains of deceased lined up outside the largest funeral home in Chaoyang District. And in the parking lot, many more families sat in their cars waiting to be allowed in. The epidemic is testing urban resilience, Yu Commune founder Mao wrote, suggesting that the city government take stock and reflect on the chaos and make targeted arrangements for how to further improve Beijing's public health system.